As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Is this that JPP podcast? Tony joins Pops and Kevin to break down the key points of the game, who is the greatest of all time, the best way to bet on the big game, and how to eat chips in company. All that and more this week on part one of Just Press Play. The Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I want you each to use on Welcome into another edition of the Just Press Play podcast. Today we are going to do the official part of the first What's up? We're going to get into Super Bowl week. It's the one year anniversary, actually, of the JPP pod. Shout out to everyone that's uh, been a part listening to us and, and Uncle Yay. Tony and everyone that's in Hannah and everyone that's jumped on with us and joined us. And it's been a fun, it's been awesome. a fun year so far. Awesome. Hello, Sweden. But we are going <laughs> to, we are going to start it out with uh, today's going to be mostly Super Bowl. We're, we'll get into some prop bets and stuff a little later with uh, LJ and Hannah. But first, we just want, I wanted to talk. I was actually reading something earlier that Super Bowl 53 will be the first NFL title game since legal sports specs, sports books have been able to be open all around the country in different states, not just mm-hmm. Nevada. And the American Gambling Association did a survey of how much Americans will have riding on this game. And they found that $6 <laughs> billion dollars will be wagered on this $6 game. $6 billion. It's, dollars. Office Woo! parties or or little wagers at the bar or through a site like <laughs> mybookie.com, which is, by the way, the place to gamble on if you're going to be betting on the Super Bowl and you listen to the JPP pod because they will offer you 50% deposit bonus when you put in that promo code JPP. So if you haven't been to mybookie yet, but you're wanting to make a bet on some of these prop bets we'll talk about later or the game itself, hop on there and yep. uh, put your bet down. But first... You want to uh, you hear, know, hey Kevin? So before we get, I, I did, I did go on the over for number of pants being pulled down in the game. Uh, <laughs> on my bookie, so well, I am, I am was, plus, what was I am the over plus one and a half. I'm a, well, I'm a, we got CBS, so they might the, show us. Uh, fo- on the butt we know Fox so. won't show us any buttholes, but but CBS might show us some booties <laughs> if some pants. Now go wait down. a minute, I don't. I would see a butt, but I don't want to see a butthole. I mean, yeah, that's where I just I never know. I just want, I just want the truth. Don't don't hide the game from me. Show me the game. You know, uh, just show, whatever happens, truth. happens. I need to see the truth. Hey, so I have a question about I, – I, I don't want to talk about the pass interference call from last week because that, that's been talked about plenty enough. But I want to ask goodness. you what's worse, the New Orleans Saints fans who – I understand you can't get over the loss and it's tough, but still talking about how we should be in the Super Bowl and blah, 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 and all this stuff. Or is it worse? I've seen like Rams fans going on there and they look up, well, if you want to say that's a penalty, what well, Jared Goff was face masked with six minutes left and there was holding with four <laughs> minutes left and there's an offsides yeah. with in the third quarter. I hate the people breaking down every single missed call. There's going to be missed calls in every game. The Saints got yeah. robbed. What, what's worse, the Rams fans <laughs> or the Saints fans after that game, guys? Rams fans. 
Rams fans, without a doubt. I, you, I understand the Saints fans. I mean, you know, I, I get it. I do understand. They probably need to kind of let it go. But the Saints fans or the Rams fans trying to justify it, just shut up. You're in the Super Bowl. That's my opinion. See, and I, what do you I, think, I disagree. I'm, I'm with the Saints fans. You know, everybody gets that bad break. Yeah, it was bad. It sure was. Hey, Bill Butner let a baseball roll between his legs. Port Nestor called pass interference on the Arkansas Razorbacks. <laughs> you know, uh, the the Razorbacks were a foul, catching a foul ball away from from, from winning, winning the College, the college World, World Series. Series. College but World that's Series, not the yeah. play that lost them for you know. So you can go through. I tell my kids in coaching, hey, the play of the game is not necessarily in the last inning. It could be in the first inning, the second inning, third inning. That play could be at any time. And so although the Rams fans need to shut up and go get ready for this game, the Saints fan need to say, you know what? It's football. That's why it's a human game. Those things happen. Let's let's move on because the Rams fans are right and the Saints fans are right. Let's just that's what makes it a great game. And let's move on. Well, Tony's wrong, but that, everybody has to be wrong. But Tony's wrong. <laughs> well, let's let's take Tony's advice and let's move on to move the big on. Super Bowl Fifty Three. <laughs> and I'm going to start over. There, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of fun matchups in this game, and I, I can't wait for this game. You got Bill Belichick and Sean McVay. McVay is what I believe I read earlier today. He is exactly half the age of Bill Belichick. He's 33 and I Belichick 66. Yeah, 33 and 66, yeah. Sean McVay <laughs> is only eight years older than I am, and he's coaching the Rams in the Super Bowl. That is unbelievable. But You know Tony, what? I bet Sean McVay says, Kevin Luthranger's only seven years, eight years <laughs> younger than me, and he's the ombudsman <laughs> of, of the, the Just Press Play podcast. Yeah. He's probably thinking about that. He should be watching film, and he can't help but think about how I'm the ombudsman yeah. of the JPP yeah. pod. But uh, That's yeah. probably true. Tony, I'll start off with you. What do you think? What is uh, some of the uh, key to the game for this Super Bowl coming up on Sunday? Well, there are several keys, and there's lots of players to watch. But for me, the number one key uh, is can the inside defensive line of the Rams, Aaron Donald and Indama Kasu, can they dominate the game? One thing that you haven't seen the Patriots have to deal with uh, is that kind of power up the middle. Uh, we've shown, you've seen here in the last few ball games that they can handle the outside speed rushers. They handled, uh, they handled the Chiefs. They handled, they handled the great uh, Joey Bosa and Melvin. Joey Ingram. Bosa, and Melvin Ingram. <laughs> uh, so they can handle the speed from the outside. But what we haven't seen can they handle that sheer power, that that power rush from the inside? And you might just got one. You got two guys that can apply that. So the interesting thing will be: can that interior, the, the two guards and center, can they handle that that uh, pass rush and I'll, I'll give you know Belichick normally has a has a plan for that but man I don't know if that sheer power he's going to be able to able to do something with that so I think that is the the number one key for the for the ball game I think the second thing you need to look at is which which one of the offensive players are the New England Patriots going to decide not to double team uh, for the Rams and can Jared Goff get that person the ball uh, you know they they will shut down your top two uh, offensive options, and if they can, it, it it's can that third option take over the ball game and win it for you, and that's what'll beat the Patriots. And so for me, those are the top two things. Can is it Brandon Cooks? Is it Robert Woods? Is it Todd Gurley? You know who is it that they're going to try to shut down? Two of those three, and can that third? Is it Josh Reynolds? Um, a little later, that's my probably my key player of the game. You know. 
who is it that can step up against the Patriots? And you can go back and look at statistics. Somebody always steps up against them, but that number one, number two guy doesn't. So that that to me is is the key. Which one of those guys are they not going to cover? Well, it's interesting you brought up the uh, the. I think you're dead on with the interior rush for the Patriots and what suit we you like you said. Belichick can game plan. He's great at game planning. But sometimes when there's just a game wrecker like Aaron, like Donald is, or like we've seen, Sue hasn't been it all year, but lately he's looked like the old Sue. And sometimes you just can't prepare for a guy who's just blowing up the middle every single play. And I saw a tweet, NFL Research put out this tweet, and it was talking about uh, pass rush against Brady. And Brady's pass rating when he's getting pressured from the edge is 118.7, which – I mean, a lot of quarterbacks would take that just as their regular <laughs> passer rating. Oh, absolutely. But but interestingly, his passer rating when pressured from the interior is 63.1. So it drops way down. And uh, the Rams D led the NFL in interior pressure rate. So it's kind of strength of the Rams on the weakness of the Patriots. So that I, I think you're right. I do love this time of this this week. You get a lot of the this is how you beat Brady and the Patriots takes. And it's like. Here's what you got to do. You just got to be able to blitz four and get pressure and also have seven defensive backs back there. And it's like, well, no shit. That'll stop any quarterback. I don't care who you are. <laughs> if you can blitz four and get pressure, yeah. then, yeah, you'll be good. Yeah. But, Dad, what do you think? What What are some of your keys to the game besides – I mean, you might just pile onto that, which I think is a big well, part of it. Well, I'm definitely going to pile onto that. And I had a not – you know, certainly that up front middle pass rush that where does Tom Brady like to camp out? He likes to drop back three to five to seven steps and camp out right there in the middle. He's not going to bootleg out. He's not, you know, that's that's where he's going to be. Where's the pressure coming from the Rams? Straight up the middle. I think, I, I, I don't think I'd be very surprised to see the Patriots come out with a fullback. Uh, I think Put Devlin out there. Devlin, is it, is yeah. it Devlin? Uh, a man in the neck there, roll. You know, that, that may come out because, you know, if you've got an outside rusher, you can chip that guy, you know, and still – fall out there for a, a bubble screen, or I guess that's not a bubble screen, but a screen out on the outside edge or or go out to the flats. Uh, I think they're going to need that fullback help a little bit with Sue and and Donald. So I, that's a big deal is, is can Brady stay upright? I mean, he hadn't had been sacked, but three times in the last 90 dropbacks or some stat like that Barely been touched. Yeah, that line's been playing been amazing. Uh, and, and Brady's going to get rid of the ball. I mean, you know, he is the best at that, no doubt. But But that's a big key. And like uh, you I, said, Brady's pocket presence is one of the things that makes him so great. And it's that stepping up in the pocket is what he's so good at. Mm-hmm. And you can't step up if Donald's breathing down your yeah. throat the whole game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I also think, and, and you touched on it, but the the Rams wide receivers against that New England secondary, I think that the New England secondary uh, is is better than some people think. And, and you know, I read that apparently the, the the Rams do a lot of three receiver sets, which is a I don't know, I think they call that a one one or an eleven, 11 uh, offense. And and the actually the Patriots are pretty good against that. They do that that cover one, and so it's a man coverage up front. They have a safety mm-hmm. back deep, and a I guess it's a safety or a linebacker kind of roaming the middle of the field. So they're really pretty decent at that at, at covering three receiver sets. I think that'll be a big deal. And then the other obvious one to me is is the uh, is the Rams rushing offense against the Patriots defense. I mean, is it going to be Gurley or is it going to be the stud of the month, uh, C.J. Anderson, with that Carolina barbecue ass he's got? <laughs> big old C.J. Uh, yeah. Big old C.J. So those are those were the definitely the keys to the game uh, to me is, is can Brady stay upright? And he has so far. That O-line for New England has been amazing. We'll see how Brady cooks up the – or how Belichick cooks up this the uh, the cover – the the rush – 
the offensive line protection for Brady. That'll be very interesting. Yeah, as far as matchups go, I do think the key matchups probably, as as it's been lamented clearly, is going to be that offensive line versus the Rams D-line, especially the interior. But one of the matchups I'm really excited to watch is going to be how the 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 Patriots linebackers can control the Rams running backs. I know we haven't seen much Todd Gurley, but I think you've noticed that the, the Patriots, if you watched last week, the one thing, the Chiefs couldn't run on the Patriots, and a lot of that was due to the time uh, of possession that the Patriots were dominating. But once they started throwing to Williams out of the backfield, he got loose a few different times. And that's one thing Gurley can do. He can he can not just run in the ball, but they can throw him screens and little plays out in the flats. And the Patriots don't have the fastest linebackers. Like Kyle Van Noy is good at getting pressure, and Hightower's good at, in the middle, but they're not just the fastest guys. It's not like Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith out there covering sideline to sideline. And that's where I want to see if if McVay can get Gurley out in open field and get those guys one-on-one because – He's got to get Gurley going. I mean, I just Gurley's don't see a way. Gurley's got to be involved in this game. C.J. Anderson's not winning the Super Bowl for you. And if C.J. Anderson is what you're relying on, then I think Bill Belichick is happy. That's what he wants. He wants you to beat him with C.J. And if you yeah. can, more power to you. I think you got to find a way. And McVay's good about this. This is what he's been good at since he's got to the Rams. He finds a way to get his guys the balls, whether it's Brandon Cooks in open field or down deep, or it's Gurley out in the open. It's what we talked about all year. We wish the Cowboys – could use Ezekiel Elliott like he was using Gurley. That's just what he does. He finds a way to get him open, and I think the Patriots are susceptible to that because I just don't think their linebackers are all that fast. Uh, Tony, is that kind of – are you looking more towards the – I know Dad mentioned the receiver-corner matchup from the Rams and Patriots. What what matchup are you kind of looking between on the two teams? Yeah, that's some good points there. You know, I I was going back looking at some statistics. If you go back, the the Patriots really have done a good job against the running back when it's a weaker running back by committee. Uh, and Gurley had a bad week two weeks ago. I mean, let's just call it like it is. Uh, I, it, right. Gurley is the type of back that can give the Patriots trouble. He can run the, he can slash it, he can run the ball up the middle, and he can also catch it on the outside. If you go back and you look at Jalen Samuels, what he did, and what the Miami rushing attack did to the Patriots a couple times, they really hit him pretty hard. Dalvin Cook had a big game uh, against the Patriots earlier in the year. So those those multi-purpose backs. Uh, really can do some damage. Damian Williams was not the kind of back that was going to do damage to you between the tackles. Uh, so I, you know, he didn't have the opportunity to push push that uh, against the Chiefs. So we talked about last week; they just didn't have that rushing attack. So I think Gurley is a key. Uh, and you, you know, the Rams last week figured out the Saints and how to get to the line, and they were running a lot of quick two tight end uh, two tight end sets with two two uh, wide receivers. They didn't really go to the three three wide receiver set until the third and fourth quarter. That's when Josh Reynolds really started to show it there in the fourth quarter on the that comeback. And so I think they'll probably go with something similar to that to see if they can neutralize what the Patriots have been doing uh, uh, defensively, kind of confusing the last two uh, quarterbacks they've seen. And so if they can go simple and Todd Gurley can get four yards on first down – and that, to me, is the key for the Rams early in the game is if Gurley can get four or five yards on first down. So they've got second and five, third and three, something that's manageable. They can they can make a first down and get off. The Chiefs couldn't do that. The Chargers couldn't do that. If they can get four yards on first down, this Patriots defense can be beat. And so I, I think that's a big, big key early, early in the ballgame. Yeah, and and you're, you're totally right because that's one thing you – 
even Mahomes wasn't great when he got behind the behind the down and distance against the Patriots. And Mahomes is maybe the best best arm best quarterback we saw, we saw this year. Mm-hmm. Now Jared Goff, if he gets that, I think Goff can have success against the Patriots. But you're totally right; he can't find himself in third and ten, third and yeah. eleven, yeah. third and nine because that's what Bill Belichick will eat him alive. Yeah. A young quarterback like that, yeah. he'll throw tricks at him and yeah. Goff, 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 so no. <laughs> no, but I think Trey Flowers has an opportunity to play a huge role in this game. He does. And I don't does he line up? It seems like he usually lines up over on the right tackle side. Yeah, the right usually right I think they'll move him around, but I've most time I notice him over there on that side of the field. Yeah. Um, yeah. Somebody better get a hold of him and, and take care yeah. of him. I think Trey Flowers could could cause some problems yeah. uh, in, in this game. I tell you what, if you and I, I don't know how many different cameras they're gonna have on this game because normally there's umpteen different they might have a few but it's CBS that that has this, so I don't know if they're going to have an alternate alternate channel. You can go watch a different different camera angle. But um, what I think will be fun to watch is what happens in the interior line between Belichick and McVeigh, and then actually Belichick and and Wade Phillips. So um, because I, it will be fun to watch how Belichick comes out and tries to block the inside. I think Lifford made a great point there. They probably will start out with that fullback. And uh, that we may see Gronk have six, seven, eight catches in this ball game if if they keep the fullback in the block rather than Gronk on the on the right. outside. But it'll be interesting to see if if Belichick tries to just set up some inside lanes to get the ball quick out to uh, Edelman crossing over, uh, if he uh, or if he's able to release uh, Gronk, or if uh, Wade Phillips does the unexpected and doesn't rush that much up the middle and just hits him one, two and stands up and takes those passing lanes out. It'll be fun to watch to see how those two guys uh, can, uh, can adjust to each other in that, in that first, second quarter. Yeah. I don't, I don't think we've seen the end of Gronk. I mean, they, we, we kind of saw them pull him out of the garage a little bit this past week and a couple big catches and they, he hasn't had a lot to do all year, but he's still really good and he seems as healthy as you can get right now. And, I mean, he's got one game the rest of the year. So there, yeah. we saw. I remember last year they're willing to throw some balls where his his knees and and heads a little more susceptible. Because I mean, it's we, we. I think Brady's to the point and Gronk now too is let's get us here. Once we get here, yeah. I'll do whatever it takes, whether it means blowing out a knee. Hopefully not. We don't want an injury, but just mm-hmm. you weeks ten through sixteen. I think they played a little bit not to get hurt. Let's just make sure we get there and get there healthy. And now they're here and. They've done it. They're going to be playing balls out. I mean, they're going to. It's it's all balls out. That's how they're going to be playing balls out. That would. I mean, not literally, Tony. Metaphorically, well, yeah. But don't you think? I mean, they've got to. They've got to knock those. The 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 L.A. Rams secondary. That they've got to stop those guys. They can't let them just release clean clean off that line. No, I don't because that just would play into Brady's hands, getting rid of the ball quickly. So they're going to chuck those guys. I want to see him. I want to see him make Brady throw the ball down the field because that's one thing. I don't I think Brady's lost it, but he hasn't been killing people with down the field throws. It's been those Julian Edelman quick slants, mm-hmm. and especially it's, like those third and tens he got against the Chiefs was Edelman slant, Edelman slant, Gronk slant. I mean, it was quick stuff, yeah. and that's what he does. He kills you, as you mentioned. He's going to go hut two seconds real quick, and I think if they can cover him quick and make him force him to throw it down, and that's another thing the Patriots don't have. They don't have that Brandon Cooks anymore to beat you deep. I mean, Hogan's yeah. okay, but he's not. Scaring yeah. you, they'll probably one on one, especially with Tlaib. Yeah. The, the guy's going to beat you deep is James White trying to sneak out of the backfield. That's their deep receiver, which is strange to say. Or Cordero Patterson, if they can try to get some kind of uh, uh, jump play to get him deep on you. But 
the Rams should not have to game plan for a deep uh, the deep ball. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, it's going to be interesting. I think that uh, you know if you can get uh, James Wyatt or Julian Edelman, whoever they're going to put in that slot, that's going to you know we'll see that guy either win it or lose it for the Patriots. So they can get to him, great. If not, I think Rex Burkhead and and Devlin are going to be the guys in the backfield. That's going to be your sixth blocker, and and they'll try to flood the zone and see if they can get quick passes out there to him because. I don't think they'll be successful running the football. I don't think we'll see much of Sony Michelle in this game. I, we could be wrong. Like I said, if they if if the Rams try to do a stunt package or something, the the Patriots will take advantage of it. But I, I think they're going to sit there and say, you know, you're going to have to beat us at our best right here. So try to run between the tackles and and we'll stop you. So it'll be interesting to see how the Patriots adjust to that. Well, and that's actually to get on some key role players that we have in this game, not necessarily the the huge names like Brady and, and whatnot. But I think Michelle is the guy that I, I think the game kind of comes down to what Sony Michelle can do and the Patriots can do with him. Because I, I went back and looked because obviously we know what Michelle did the past two weeks with 129 against the Chiefs and 113 against the Chargers and kind of playing that time possession game. I went and looked at the five Patriots losses. Michelle played in all five of them. And against he never had 60 in any of those. Against the Steelers, he had 59, 57 against Miami, 31 against Tennessee, 50 against Detroit, and 39 against Jacksonville. So he averaged only 46 yards per carry or 46 yards a game in the losses. And then we saw when the Patriots looked great these past two weeks, it's Michelle dominating in that two-back set with Devlin back there. Now, can you – I mean, he kind of runs between the tackles. Can you run between the tackles when Donald's just shucking your guard as soon as you say hut and he's in there? I don't know. I just think – since we talked about Brady's not the best, I don't think he's necessarily as good throwing the ball down the field. He needs that solid run game and that play action and have have guys be able to kind of catch you off guard. And if they can shut that run down and make it one-dimensional, Brady's great, but I don't know if he can still beat you completely one-dimensional. They're going to need Michelle. And then other running back, you mentioned James White. I wonder if maybe they can use James White to slow that interior pressure down by trying to run almost like a middle screen maybe type of thing where he just slips and let Donald and yeah. Sue get upfield and then throw it right behind him. And that's one thing Brady does better than anyone is it almost sounds bad like saying he's good at the check down, but he throws those screens and those quick little flats perfect. And it's where his running back can run with it, where Wyatt has yeah. a chance to turn around and run. Yeah. And I think he's going to need to because he's going to have <laughs> – they're going to be all after him. Who, who, yeah. Tony, who do you got? Who's some of your key role players you you feel in the game? Or what do you think about some yeah. of those comments? Well, first of all, once again, while I have the chance to do this one more time, I, I, Kevin, you come up with some of the best stats. It's just awesome where you come up with those. And so those five losses for the Patriots, you know, the one thing they have in common is they have pretty strong interior defensive lines and linebackers. All those teams, Jacksonville, Miami, uh, those guys are strong. The Chargers, for as good as they were, they weren't that strong inside. They had some some youth down there. So great pull, um, and we'll see if if LA can get that. But um, I can, can stop that that run. The other for- common denominator from those losses was, as you mentioned, I looked at the backs on the other teams, and they had they averaged the backs on the other teams averaged 150 all purpose yards yeah. in those yeah. games. They flipped because it that's that's where you that's where you can they hurt them. And it was exactly what you said with Jalen Samuels. The script, baby. Flip the script. <laughs> um, but yeah, I yeah, you're right. I think so. A couple of people that you got to think about of 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 being that guy that's that's going to be role players. Um, I think Lift said it, James Devlin. I think that's I, I think that guy is going to have to protect Brady on the inside when they're playing that, um, that fullback. 
Uh, James White is a good blocker. I mean, he's not the biggest guy, but he is a very good blocker. It's why he's always been their third down back for the last, uh, even for this year when he got more more of a role, but he's always been the third down back because he is a good blocker in the backfield. But for the I mean, hell, he was he was the guy in that Atlanta sit game when they came back in Super yeah. Bowl two years ago. It yeah. was James White. Yeah. They were yeah. feeding. Absolutely. For the Rams, offensively, I think the role player uh mentioned him a little bit before is Josh Reynolds. Um, that's gonna if that's the guy that the Patriots can't cover, then he can really hurt you. He's shown that the the loss of Cooper Cup wasn't as big a loss as they thought it was gonna be, because Josh Reynolds has come in and done a pretty good job. I personally am a big fan of Brandon Cooks. I think Brandon Cooks is going to have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. Um, he had a chip yeah, on his yeah. shoulder against the New Orleans Saints. He's going to have a chip on his shoulder here against the uh, New England Patriots. And so for my money, I, I think that's the guy that's going to be the one they can't cover, and he's probably going to going to have a huge game. I, it's either him or Robert Woods, and the Patriots may decide we're not going to let Cooks beat us because he, he played with – they're they're not that vain. They could give a rat's ass. So – um, they, if it's that's that's not gonna make a big difference. So, uh, but I, I think Cooks could have a huge game here. If not, I, I really like Josh Reynolds offensively for the Rams. One of those two. Well, I love what you mentioned about Josh Reynolds, and it's I don't know if he's necessarily gonna go for you know 150 yards or anything crazy, but it just when the Rams offense was rolling, you saw that third receiver in Cooper Cup earlier in the year was great, and then when they kind of got stagnant was when Josh Reynolds kind of disappeared, and then here lately. You saw they started coming back last week when Josh, I don't think Josh Reynolds is necessarily the guy that needs to be the the ball needs to get in his hands. But when he starts making plays and starts getting Robert Woods and Brandon Cook single coverage on the outside, then it allows them to make plays. Then you start putting safeties back and then Gurley and CJ Anders. I just think that third receiver kind of seems to, for whatever reason, opens the rest of that offense up. It's kind of like the key to get him going. He doesn't necessarily have to have eight catches, but if he can have enough to where the Rams have to pay attention to him. Then you see Woods over the middle, and you see Gerald Everett even at tight end made a couple of yeah. huge plays last week. Yeah. I think Reynolds makes a big a big part in this game, and it, he could disappear. I don't think he's quite Cooper Cup, but he can be good at times. Hey, can I can I throw you a stat, Kevin? Can I throw a stat out there? Yeah, throw so one out there. I'm gonna I'm gonna say f- uh, five names and see if you can pick up uh, the uh, where that what they have in common. Sammy Watkins, Tyrell Williams, Deontay Burnett, Zay Jones. James Washington and Kenny Stills. What do they all have in common? Uh, I don't know. They were the leading receivers against the Patriots over the last five weeks. And of all those guys, how many of those names did you recognize? Two, two, two. Yeah, it's that unknown guy that's that gets that that is the one that the Patriots let say, okay, throw as many times as you want to to him. It's like the Razorbacks used to do. They'll leave one guy all alone at the three point line back when they were good. They one guy alone. So okay, this guy can shoot. Y'all go ahead and let this. We're gonna let this guy shoot all night long. He's got twenty five percent, uh, three point percentage. We're gonna let him shoot. It's it's what the Patriots do. Hey, we're not gonna touch this guy. We're gonna leave him alone. We're not gonna cover him. Y'all throw to him and try to beat us. And so we'll see. Yeah, we'll I see think what that you're weird right. Guy does. Belichick's gonna say if we lose to Josh Reynolds, then damn it, we just lose. <laughs> and so it's in Josh Reynolds' hands. <laughs> yeah. And can he can he step up? It'll be big. What do you think, Dad? What are some of your key? What's one of your key role players? And Reynolds is a well, good one. I want to talk. 
I'm going to talk about them hogs up front. I mean, I think I think it's the O line, and and maybe that goes back to my days playing on the O line. But I think it's that, and I and I wrote some of these down. That's back I mean, it. That was Afro so lift playing on the O line, wasn't it? Afro lift. Uh, that was all district, dude. Hang on now. That's back in the day. That's when guards could be um, a buck sixty five back then. Well, my guards were a buck sixty five. I was about one ninety eight or something like that. <laughs> But but so I think some of the role players, if you will, but I mean, they're, you know, it's, it's going to be what I, I wrote down their names, Tooney, Andrews and Mason. That's the guards and center for New England. Yeah. Guarding up front. It's going to be those guys. And the reason I ask about Flowers, because I do think he is one of the better, you know, rushers there on New England. So I think it's going to be that right side, which is Blythe and Havenstein. It's not Whitworth. Who's their I'm stud. Sure. You know, Whitworth is their stud over on the left, left-hand left side. And I think Flowers usually is on the other side. So so to me, it's going to be those those grunts up front, those earth movers, and can they keep their quarterback up? And yeah. and that's uh, I mean I and I agree with a lot of what you said. Josh Reynolds uh, could be you know James White. I could see him having a really big game uh, for New England, um, but 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 most games are won and lost in the trenches up there on that line of scrimmage in the trenches. Yeah. So, so those are my my players that you know. Again, I don't know if you could watch just those guys and. It, I might be interested in it. A lot of people wouldn't, but there, there's going to be a lot of won and lost. Right That's what this game is going to be for anyone who loves offensive and defensive line play. This will be your game. This is because I, I think a good game. It's mm-hmm. going to be one because, as Tony mentioned, the Patriots showed that they can kind of handle those. Whether it was Boson Ingram or D Ford in Houston, they kind of handled those outside guys. And Tom Brady's jersey really hadn't been dirty in a couple of weeks. But I don't think they've handled anyone quite like Sue and Don in the middle, especially. Again, if Sue's playing the way he's played the past two weeks, where you, I mean, you just can't really double either one of them because if you do, then that other one gets one on one, and it's going to be big to see if the Patriots can keep Tom Brady. Tom Brady's forty-one years old; he's not he's not running around. He needs to have a little bit of time, not much, but he needs something. Yeah, and I think yep. it will come down yep. a lot to that. And then, yeah, Trey Flowers; he's made a couple big plays in the Super Bowl before. It wouldn't be out of the realm. I think he probably is playing his last game as a Patriot because his contract goes up. They're not going to pay because they don't pay anybody unless it's Tom Brady. So. <laughs> There you go. He'll he'll have a chance to to make a big play. I wanted to talk a little bit with you guys. Well, real quick, did y'all have any other thoughts on the game? Like any any matchup or guys we didn't really mention that's going to be big for this game? I will say this: there's a injury nobody's talked about for a little bit. You know, uh, Zerline has got a sore foot. I just read that today that he's back at practice, but his left foot, his plant foot, has been sore uh, for the last last few days and there is there could be an issue with him kicking uh long distance kicks now and he's been money the past mm-hmm. couple of weeks especially and, last week you saw he yeah, was money yeah and so if that plant i, I tell you what if, if if i'm mcveigh he's just gonna have to just plant that damn go. foot and kick that damn ball for one game i'm sorry if it hurts yeah. it hurts we'll fix it we'll after a the concrete game. block on it if we need yeah. to just run out there and kick the ball man <laughs> But anyway, so I think I'll give you a big old I, shot. I thought that was interesting. So we'll see if that comes into play. But that's the only one. I, there will be some field goals made in this game. And mm-hmm. speaking of injuries, I have the more I looked at it and thought about it, I don't really think Todd Gurley was hurt last week in, in that whole thing in the divisional round. I kind of I was looking at some of it, and someone pointed this out on USA Today. They were pointing out that the the Saints had just lost uh, Sheldon Rankins, who was their big guy in the middle. And so maybe the Rams were just going, you know what? We're going to run right up the middle. And mm-hmm. C.J. Anderson, as we mentioned, he got a he got a tire. Did he I got a tube around his yeah. belly. So he's the guy you want to run up the middle 
So I think they kind of just said, Gurley, you know what? This isn't your game. We're going – the game plan has C.J. Anderson. And that's one thing I think that makes the Rams so good is they buy into McVay and that thing so well that if they say, you know, this week Josh Reynolds, you're the guy, or this week Jared Goff are going to need you to be the guy, whoever it is, they just all believe that McVay is going to have him in the right way to succeed. And it's gotten to the Super Bowl so far. So Yeah. I, I think – I, I, Gurley, I, I think Gurley kind of froze the moment. He had two passes that he really should have caught. He did. Just terrible. Yeah, no, he did. But he almost, he, he almost lost the game for him yeah. in the first quarter with those two yeah. plays. Uh, that touchdown run that he had, though, you saw, that was Todd Gurley. Um, it was a hell of a run. It was a good what run. What I read was he had a pulled taint, and uh, it just wasn't <laughs> there for him. And so uh, I think that's what kept him out of the ball. He just – just kind of tensed up, man. You got a got a pulled tank and you tensed up, man. You're just done. Ask Jim McGee. So, you're, you're done. Yeah, it Jim McGee will tell you exactly how that works. So, um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it is I, funny. I think this yeah. game really comes down to uh, Sony Michelle. I, I, I'm really interested to see Michelle and Gurley, the two former Georgia teammates playing in the in Atlanta well, in the Georgia Dome. I mean, wow. that's right. Good, I, it'll, be, good it'll be fun to yeah. see. I think whichever one of those guys outperforms, kind of. May sway which way the game goes. Yeah. So, I was looking at Mr. Brady. As you know, he's he's had some success yeah, in his career. This just, whole time just we haven't talked bit. about Brady much, have we? That's awesome. No, we haven't. Well, let's let's get a little Brady talk. I was looking. So he will now be playing in his. This will be his fortieth playoff game he's played in his career. Yep. He has now twenty nine wins. That makes for more than if you took number two and three among active quarterbacks. He has more wins. Well, actually, just listen to this. He has more wins than any other active quarterbacks has playoff games total. He has 29 wins. The next the next highest guy is Ben Rotsberger has played in 21 playoff games. So yeah. he has more wins than they even play in the playoffs. Yeah. That just blew my mind that he's he's just mm-hmm. there every single year, and he's here every single year. What does this game mean for Brady and his legacy to you, in your eyes, Tony? Well, I, I don't know if it means much to his legacy. I think that's already established. I think this has more to do with uh, – his ego and and his proclamation that I am still a warrior. I'm still ready to play. And 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 you know, for a football player, for anybody, you know, being able to go out there and say, "Hey, I can still compete and be at my best," uh, it means a lot. And so, especially for for a professional athlete, and, you know, one of the things I don't think we talk about. And last week, I kind of put out there, you know, is he the Jordan? Is he going to be considered with him if he right. gets his sixth? You know, this week. Uh, you know, Mariano Rivera got um, uh, elected first unanimous ball player elected to the baseball. Deservedly so, right? You're more the baseball guy. Yeah. Deservedly, Deservedly, Deservedly so. so. You mentioned no that. He, he reestablished yeah, no that reliever position. But here's the thing. He played for the Yankees. The Yankees, when he was there, were always in the playoffs. Now, you could say the reason they were always in the playoffs was because Mo was so good. But I think you can kind of parallel that with Brady. I think one of the reasons Brady is so good is because the Patriots are going to the playoffs all the time. And it's just the right guy in the right system at the right time. I think that's the same thing with Mo as it is for Brady. And no knock on either one of them. But I think if you if you were to take, let's take, and I don't want to take Tony Romo because then that takes us in the wrong direction. But let's say Aaron <laughs> Rodgers and you stick a Patriot on the side of his helmet and put him in that. I think we're probably he's probably talking about his third or fourth Super Bowl win um, with the type of play that he makes. But that's not to take anything away from Brady. He makes the right play at the right time. He 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 mentally he's probably the best quarterback to ever play the game. And there's just that connection. But I also think it's you know he's he's part of the system to allow him to play this long 
at this level. Now, if you, I was looking the other day at Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner is a Hall of Fame quarterback, and he had like four really good years. Um, now he started at 29 because he's bagging groceries, but you know, it's a great story. But compare that to Brady and this long, long career. It's just amazing. We'll never see these kind of records uh, again for a quarterback this many times in the playoffs. No, I mean, 20 years of excellence. I mean, it's, yeah. uh, it's unheard of. What, it's what did we decide? Is this his ninth Super Bowl in 18 years or something? Mm-hmm. This is ninth yeah. Super Bowl appearance. Only player to ever do it. He's the four time Super Bowl MVP. Just a couple other quick records. Yeah. 73 TDs, TD passes in the playoffs. You know who's second? Montana with 45. <laughs> not even close. And not even close. Not even close. Yeah. He's also got over 10,000 passing yards in the playoffs. That's incredible. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. His legacy is You've got to go totally way insane. back. I mean, way back to, you know, like Sammy Ball or um, – I'm going to forget, uh, not not like Johnny Unitas or anybody, but for that, that were dominant uh, quarterbacks of their time. And it was a completely different game then. Uh, but some guys that were that dominant for this long period of time. And again, like I said, no, no, not to take anything away from him, but he's, he's not the best athlete to ever play that position. He's not the strongest arm to ever play that position, but he damn sure is the best quarterback to ever play that position. And so, you know, you got to give him credit for that. Well, that's what me and Dad were kind of mentioned. So, as far as like goats go, I mean, I think I think Tom Brady has cemented himself, and I think what's what we've basically said. He's he's the goat as far as quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, for whether fifteen he years this one or not. He's, yeah. yeah, until that once in a generation <laughs> catches that's for him. LJ but, there. <laughs> but what? Uh, what? Where does he stand among the greatest? athletes of all time when you put them next to me and me and pops were having this talk actually over the weekend and if you put jordan up next to you know muhammad ali and and michael jordan as far as athletic ability goes he pales in comparison i mean he's not near as athletic as michael jordan (laughs) let me let me read this quote i got on the (laughs) internet a guy was comparing it was ian ian o'connor for espn comparing you know who is the best athlete of all time and he here's what he said Jordan was a beautiful bald eagle in majestic flight. Brady is a dimpled penguin waddling from place to place. <laughs> but but that's from, from Ian O'Connor with ESPN in January of 18. He was talking about this debate of, of who is the better, the GOAT between him and Jordan. And I'll tell you, you need to go back and maybe we'll put this on our website, the uh, link to it. He, he came up with Brady. And I think that his, his final uh, deal was that Brady was the best professional sports player. player. Uh, I don't even know if that's how he said it, but the best professional sportsman of all time because he's what he's done is will not be equaled. And, well, yeah, you I, saw. I just can't imagine. You saw Jordan, I'm, and I don't want to get any either. You started because I'm I'm coming against some Jordan people. I'm not saying he's bad, but Jordan had the six championships in six years. Amazing. Don't get me wrong. That's that's six and eight if you count the two years he was retired. Brady's been doing this. This is nine Super Bowls in eighteen years. The the yeah. run of how long this has yeah. gone. No, yeah, you're right. It, I, I think it surpasses in this six ring if he can get it. I, ties Jordan at the six. Yeah, I I think I might put I him as too, the best Kevin. best sportsman I, of all time. Sportsman. Best at what he does. Cliff has said it best. I mean, you know, is he the best athlete of all time? Hell no. There's he doesn't even get close. But he's I mean, it's not is even he close. best player of all time. He might be. And you know, because he because be. of of what he's been able to do. And again, I'll I'll say this one more time. You know, when you compare him to Mo, uh to um uh to Jordan, 
to Ali. Uh, and, you know, we used to have those conversations about Ali or Mike Tyson, who was the better boxer. And over the length of a, of a, of a career, it turned out to be Ali because Tyson burned out. But, you know, if you look at guys, if you were to say who's the greatest football player of all time, you could go back and you could say Jim Brown. He played, but he only played for seven years. He was a better athlete and probably had more impact on the game. At a tougher yeah. position physically. physically. At a tougher had physical more impact position. on the on the modern game than any other player beforehand because all of a sudden here's a guy that's outrunning everyone. He's he's stronger than everyone and he's playing running back. And so I, I think that, you know, you could go back and now all of a sudden you gotta start complaining. Okay, who had the most impact? Da 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 da. And and it just yeah. gets crazy. And that's what makes this a you know a great conversation, but I I don't think you could argue that Tom Brady is the most successful quarterback of all time. Yeah. And that's what you want a quarterback to be, right? Successful. So, yeah. Does it make you roll your eyes a little bit, this whole Patriots playing up this underdog role and nobody believes in this role? I mean, come on. Don't, don't like, I'm not buying that. I'm not buying that. And me and guys across the field from on ESPN. They don't buy yeah. it. Well, Mina Kimes pointed this out on Twitter, and I, I she puts she's great work on ESPN and good on, funny on Twitter. But she said she went back and looked at all the weekly uh, ESPN NFL picks, and their panel picked the Pats to win every single game, often unanimously, except for one, and that was Kansas City last week, which was an evenly split pick. So they were always picked by everyone every single week. Week before the year, I bet the majority of analysts picked the Patriots to make it back to the Super Bowl. But now we're here, and it's like nobody believes in us. Poor <laughs> old Patriots. Bullshit. I was like, come on, Brady. Oh, they said the same thing when they were cheating, deflating footballs. They don't give a rat's <laughs> ass. They they could care less. Belichick loves it. Anything that takes attention away from what he's trying to do, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Look out of here over at the Magic Show because we're about to beat your ass, and that's what he's playing. You know. <laughs> One thing that does, it is funny, uh, and maybe you guys can attest this more since y'all were watched Jordan and more during that time, but one thing about Jordan and Brady that is similar is they just love, dom- like they have a passion for just dominating the person next to them. And that that's why Brady, Brady, I think there's no reason to keep playing. He's already solidified himself as the GOAT, but he just loves beating your ass every single week. Yeah. And he loves, we're still here, yeah. and he, he just... He loves that ego you know, and that chip on his shoulder, ne- and they never goes away. Neither one of those guys will do what we see the Cowboys and the Racerbacks <laughs> doing so often. If they got somebody down, they're going to stick oh. the dagger in. They're going to step on the throat, and then they're going to do it again. And then they're going to stick the dagger and, in and again. Yeah, just just for safety. Yeah, they're going to beat yeah. the hell out of them one more time. Yeah. I mean, no, let somebody up off Brady, the mat. Don't yeah. do it. And you don't want to play Brady in football. Ping pong, horseshoes, foosball, foosball mumbling peg. You don't want to do it because <laughs> no, he's going to beat you. I'm telling you, will have you down 20 to 1 in he's ping pong, you. and he's going to sp- spike that son of a gun he's on He's going to beat you. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. That's just the guy he is. All right, so off, off the game, and now just the Super Bowl itself, the weekend. I want to ask you guys, what's your favorite – I'll start with you, Tony. What's your favorite Super Bowl food? What, 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 kind, of, what kind of spread do you want for the Super Bowl? Seven-layer dip, man. I just love seven-layer dip with, <laughs> with Superbot. It's something about the beans and then the cheese and then the more beans and then the salsa. But you got to have a good chip for some seven-layer oh, dip. You can't have yes. them flaky BS chips. No thin chip. you got to have a thin and chip. Not everybody has these anymore, but they, we used to be able to get those Mexican original big old tortilla strips that were so damn salty your mouth just kind of pickled by the time you were done with them. <laughs> 
Love that. Anything <laughs> a big salty tortilla chip, man, that's perfect. That's that's my and you favorite. know the best thing about the Super Bowl and dips is you never really know how much you're eating because you're not putting it on your plate. You just keep going that's back right. and just keep dipping. That's another right. Just crazy, man. You're just crazy. And, I, and last thing, those those little weenies. I love those little weenies. You know those little little, little barbecue <laughs> those weenies. Little weenies. Little smokies. I love those little smokies. You like? Okay, them. sorry. Tony likes I little weenies. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait, what? See, wait. All right, and, and a little debate here. So, if if I offered you, you can have salsa, the seven layer dip, or some queso. You're you're choosing the seven layer dip. Yes, I think I'm with you. Mm. I like a good seven layer dip. Mm. What about you, pops? I defer. What, I mean, what needs to be I on your spread? You. I don't defer. Man, that cheese cheese dip, that Rotel cheese dip with some beef and pork in it. Oh, man. I mean, if, if that's sitting next oh. to the seven layer dip, I'll probably dip a chip in both of them. If we're being <laughs> honest. But. I'm t- I'm going to that Rotel cheese dip with nah, the beef and right. sausage in it you're every right. time. But but there now so so other thing, sausage balls. I mean, a, 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 oh, a well, sausage balls. If I can get my mom, if I can get if I can get Mama Bear to make some sausage get, balls, then boy, get, get your Mama Bear to make got, some sausage balls. She may yeah, be the put best. a little bit yes. brown on the bottom. Got to be brown on the bottom. Oh you know yeah, 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 a little yeah, char, a little char on it. Little Question for you on the dips: Is it okay, like like for? Do you need to have a plate and and get some dip and put it onto your plate and then eat the chip, or is it okay if I just take a chip out of the bag and dip it straight into the bowl? Can like, I, is that wrong to do? And yeah. can I caveat my answer? Anytime in the second, anytime in the second half, you are more than welcome to go get the chip and dip it and go back to where you are in front of the TV. But in the first half, you need to have a plate. Okay, so <laughs> being being adult for the first half, but by the time second yeah. half rolls around. There's, yeah. There might be a few adult beverages flowing yeah. through the room. Yeah. It's okay, to, to, it's okay. <laughs> to not miss part of the game. Okay. okay. Well, let me jot well, that down that, real quick that was in my, my other, notes. I mean, <laughs> I didn't realize that that was, uh, what's the, what's the lady that does the etiquette? Uh, uh, that was, I don't know who her, what I can't, her name's escaping me, but Tony, etiquette with Tony right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and we all know, I need, I need I didn't etiquette. mention though, the best drink with the Super Bowl is cold, cold beer. beer. That's the best drink at a Super Bowl. I don't want no hotsy totsy fancy little martini mm-hmm. drink, which I'm drinking a little bit of cold now. Beer. But <laughs> cold beer. I want cold beer. That's cold what beer. I want. Another reason cold Bowl. beer is the way to go is last year I didn't go cold beer, and I was doing some uh, mixed drinks. I think we even had a little drinking game going where there was like you drink a shot for a, a certain thing. And that's when I accidentally – well, not accidentally. I mean, I did on purpose, but I had a little <laughs> – Encouraged from from the the liquor, and I put a hundred dollars down. Yeah. Say, Nick Foles ain't beating him, and I lost a hundred dollars quick. Hey, well, I, and I'll, yeah. I'll give a little caveat to that one too. It, I think it's okay to have a Bloody Mary around one or two o'clock. Kind of, kind of oh, slow yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll a little bit. No, no, no. You're slow right. the roll a little bit before you oh, get yeah. to about four o'clock, and then you can start hitting the brewskis. You know what else? Man, I love? when you know you're going to do some day drinking, there's a there's no better way to start it out than with a good Bloody Mary for just a good long day of day drinking. You know what else <laughs> I really great. love? You you mentioned the the little weenies and little smokies. I love the little when someone brings over some good like pigs in the blanket, where you got like the little mm. weenies with some with that yeah. little with the blanket around there, and it's nice and toasted, a little crisp. Well, that's true. Yeah, I'm not gonna pass up a pig in a blanket, but it's just not. My favorite. But. And then wings are good, but wings, wings, wings are getting all messy and you yeah, get stuff like all wings. over you. Super, I don't like the wings in Super Bowl. I, yeah, it's too messy because I want to sit down and, you know, well, I, there's stuff going on on a Super Bowl party. Normally you're watching. With the Super Bowl, just give me dip that I can eat for five plus hours straight. Just yeah. just keep on going. Now, dude, 
if somebody wanted to go get one of those Chick Fil A like nugget plates, oh. those big oh well, yeah, because I can just grab it. I can just yeah. grab it. I'm yeah. Get like those, two or three in my hands. And those are badass. But you can't get those because they're closed on Super Bowl yeah, Sunday. That's yeah. right. As far as gambling goes for Super Bowl, what's your favorite way? Do you like just gambling on the game, prop bet, squares? What, what what do you like when it comes to the Super Bowl, Dad? You know, I haven't even bought a square. I have nothing down on the Super Bowl whatsoever this year. I mean, squares are always kind of fun, but I've got nothing going right now. So, I mean, I'm not I'm not honestly a big sports gambler. I'm just not. I, I kind of like to make my pick and then – and then it goes that way or it doesn't. I'm, I'm not a big Tony, what, what game about you? gambler. Yeah, um, well, unlike Liff, who gambles at life, I gamble at sports. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, uh, no, I, uh, I've, I've bought a couple squares. I kind of like having them. And it makes it fun because you're in a group. Oh, what numbers do you have? Da, 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 da. You talk about them. And then I, I very rarely bet on the game, except when I've been exposed to this, my bookie. I, I like this, my bookie. And uh, I've been out there putting love. But hey. props, I hate props you know the thing is because i was looking at is tom brady in the first quarter is he gonna is his first pass a completion or an incompletion is his first pass uh his first wins his first touchdown plus or minus six six completions it's like screw that man you're yeah. just I, it's it's just like me throwing throwing money i might as well just go outside just take my i can go drive down the road and throw rain. money out the window make it rain happy birthday everybody <laughs> uh so i hate prop bets i hate them but I don't mind. I I, I like betting the game and and uh, for the for the final score. I love I love some good squares and having if you're watching in crowd and having squares and everything. But I hate it when there's that one person who, because uh, we're all doing the math in our head and we kind of know what we need to do <laughs> if we're winning. But that one person that goes, okay, so if the Patriots go for a score touchdown and then the extra point gets blocked and the Rams kick a field goal, then I win this quarter. And then they do it for every single quarter after every single quarter. (laughs) Let you know the mathematical equation of how they can cash out. It's like, we get it. We're all doing the math in our head. Just just keep it in your head and be happy when you win. Hey, here's some more etiquette for you, Kevin. You cannot talk about squares until less than four minutes left in either half if you're doing it by half. Yes. You cannot talk about squares until then. Can't do it. I haven't heard that rule, but that is a rule that needs to be. I like it. Can't do it. I like it. I like it. When the Rams Rams score a touchdown with 11 minutes in the first quarter, if you're telling me you have 7-0 squares, I don't care. It's not in 7-0. Yeah. Don't don't start with that. Before I let you. Before we get on to some prop bets with LJ and Hannah, we need to get we need to talk. I need to get a prediction all right. from all three of us. So I'll start off with you, Tony. All right. Super Bowl 53, Rams, Patriots. What you got? Score and winner. All right. So I predict first half, it's going to be at the end of the first half, it's going to be the Patriots 20, uh, the Rams um, 14. Then I think right. I think at the end of the or when we're going into the fourth quarter, I think it's going to be it's going to be the um, uh, <laughs> ask so, a simple question. So Kevin, it's going to be the Rams. <laughs> we're going to be it's going to be Rams thirty, Patriots twenty four, and with about three about four minutes left, uh, Brady's going to hit Gronk for a <laughs> touchdown in the back corner to make the score thirty one thirty Patriots. I think the uh, Rams, Todd Gurley slams it down in the throat. Three catches, four runs for about 60, 70 yards. Uh, back corner back corner throw to Gerald Everett uh, with five seconds left, and the Rams win 37-30. Wow. Uh, 37-31, my bad. 37-31. Some, 
I was about to say, some of your scores didn't all add up. Yeah. I was confused. I got to check guys. myself after last week. 37-31. 37-31 Rams. 37-31 Pats. Okay, so that's why no, I was no, asking no, for the final Rams. score. No, no he Rams. said Rams. 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 All right, Sean McVay yeah. gets the Super Bowl. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 37-31 Rams for Tony. Pops, what do you got? Uh, do I have to go through the whole game as you, Tony just did? I was just going to give a final score, but uh, if you want to say like how it ends, you know, it's up to you. The commissioner's got to tell you how it goes. You know, I really think that I think the Rams have the better personnel. Uh, I think they have an amazing Shit. young coach who has no pressure on him. That's a big deal. He has no pressure. If he loses, he should have lost. If he wins, it's amazing. And all that said, I think the <laughs> Patriots win. 35 to 32. I like that. I, I just think, I think Belichick is going to figure it out. And I just, I think they're going to, I think Tom Brady, they still got number 12 over there on that, on that sideline. And I think the Patriots win it in spite of the fact that the better personnel is sitting over with the Rams. So I'm going to say Patriots by three, 35, 32. Yeah. I, uh, I said this after, after the Patriots burned me, I picked the Chargers to beat the Patriots and I really thought they would because I thought they were more talented. I'm just I'm not betting against number twelve until he calls it quits because he's made me look dumb too many times. So I'm going to go Patriots uh, a little lower scoring than some of the other ones I've thought, but I'll say thirty to twenty six Patriots. That's what I'll go with. I just did y'all okay. see that the the stuff before the the Chiefs game? There was like an NFL Network sideline reporter said they they asked him if he talked to any of the players. He goes, "Well." um, I was in the locker room, and right before they kicked me out, Tom Brady walked in, and he came in and said, I'm the baddest MF-er here. MF? Yeah. <laughs> I just think Brady Brady has got – not only is he just good, but he's got the stones. I think he's kind of on this, like, little tour where he's just saying F the world and just wants to show how – like, not only is he great, but he's just piling on now. And I, I think him and Gronk are just trying to keep showing that they're not done. And well, Belichick, too – I. I'm not going against him. I don't know. Have y'all have y'all seen that movie Ted, you know, with Mark Wahlberg? Yeah. Okay. You know yeah. when they go and find Brady, you know, and they and open they up the, the sheets, sheets up, up and it's golden? <laughs> I believe that's true. I think it's true. That wasn't <laughs> fake. That was real. I think this guy, he that's him. Tony, Super Bowl MVP. Uh Jared Goff. Goff. Yeah, it's huh. it's kind of safe going quarterback. I mean, if I'm picking Patriots, mm. I'm probably gonna go. I'm gonna say uh, Sonny Michelle. That's how I'm going to go Super Bowl MVP. What do you got, Pops? Wow, I hadn't really thought about this question, and I thought Tony would say picking the Rams. I thought he'd say Gurley. Me too. I really he gets that last – could be the Getting MVP the last second that, touchdown, but. I think Goff's probably going to be at 340, 350. Gurley's got a couple of touchdowns, but they'll, they'll give it to Goff. I'm going to say – and I, I want to go Tom Brady, but I'm going to say I think Julian Edelman. I, he's pull. a tough bastard, and he – I'm telling you, Julian Edelman's going to show up and play his ass off. I mean, it wouldn't totally shock me to see him get a little head buzz, get a concussion pr- protocol, because he's going he's gonna to lay it out there. But hey, so anyway, MVP. Hey, here's Julian something Edelman. for I, so I can get I can get gone one more time. Here's something for fan. I had Julian Edelman on my fantasy football team, but uh, <laughs> <Gong>. <laughs> for you daily guys, I think Julian Edelman is the biggest swing player in this game. He's caught 171 of his 267 yards in the playoffs have been between the hash marks in the middle. And we've talked about it. The Rams are the strongest right up the middle. But if somehow they get a throwing lane to the middle of the field, I think Julian Edelman could catch 10 or 12 balls for 130 yards and and, and will be the MVP. But uh, Or he could get two for 20. I think it just depends on what the Rams do up front. <clears throat> I tell you what, I I can't wait to watch this game. I think the matchups are fun. I think it's it's going to be just a great game to watch. And 
and we'll come back. We'll check in with all of us, and we'll see how our picks do. And hell, I mean, we already know how the whole second half is going to go after Tony. He, he told us the whole the whole fourth quarter of the second <laughs> yeah. half. So yeah, hell, we might not even watch the game. And we I already thought, got it. Yeah, and I thought Tyus Eddie went coast to coast on the Razorbacks too. You know. <laughs> all right. <sighs> well, that'll that'll do it for uh, with pops, Tony. I appreciate you hopping on and, and getting what? some talk with me. And uh, good luck, LJ, Hannah. I, I just. Hey, sometime this summer, the JPP podcast, I, I'd like for, you know, the chance to be on there with Hannah. I think we could really, you know, make the IQ of this thing go way high. You know, we could bring her on. And, well, I mean, and the, the bar is set pretty low. always does. The bar is set low, right, Tony. <laughs> You're half right, Tony. <laughs> Don't forget to check out our other episode this week where I joined Kevin and LJ to talk about the Super Bowl prop bets, food, and parties. find cars like these on auto trader like that car riding your tail or if you're tailgating right now all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on auto trader too are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time well multitasking pro cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on auto trader new cars used cars electric cars maybe even flying cars okay no flying cars but as soon as they get invented they'll be on auto trader just you wait auto trader